before it even crossed my mind. I also felt that the topic and title of this audiobook was Poetic Justice. Lisa is a co-author of all of the U-books that we have written with our wonderful collaborator, Dr. Michael Roizen. She pushed Mike and me to create an edgy text that made often tedious medical material accessible to the average woman who was ultimately charged with caring for the family. She also rejected the sour and dour emotional stories that often dot medical books and argued that although these capture the imagination of women, they don't help them communicate the health messages to their fathers, husbands, and sons. The result is called nagging. Representative of this philosophy is the title of the book. Short and to the point, the you title emphasized that the book was completely about, you got it, you and that we weren't going to waste your time with non-essential material. The only topic we left out was the deep relationship talk that a couple of male docs might not have pulled off that well anyway. So Lisa compiled this material over the past five years as we crafted a series of successful U-books and aptly decided to call the incubated result Us. Lisa's decision to write a book also brings joy to my heart because I've always felt myself an inadequate student of her insights. Like many men, I have often found that my spouse's advice has come on fast and furious and just when I am jealously guarding my time while brainstorming about some project now long forgotten that seemed important at the time. The opportunity to harvest all her advice in one clean manuscript meant I finally had access to the crib notes. So what is the essence of her advice? As a typical male, I quickly identified with her admission that it is really tough to change anyone else. I also loved her description of soulmate love as both the destination and the journey. In fact, it is through erotic love that we approach the universal mystery as we consciously move from our feared aloneness into a merging with the other. But Lisa's main message to me through all of our years of marriage is that we need to live in relationship. She's always insisted on a good relationship that is approached consciously. And she highlights that relationships, especially those driven by conflict, push us outside our comfort zone. So I had to become comfortable becoming uncomfortable. Lisa pulled together her advice through the years to create this work you're about to listen to. As a side note, I take this work very personally because I selfishly thought she wrote this for me and only got it published so I would have to read it. She has organized my tutorial into three segments. She focuses on our connections first with ourselves, and then with each other, and finally with God. Throughout, she highlights that our faulty prejudices permeate our thoughts not only about ourselves, but also about each other. In fact, emotions, like thoughts, have a way of materializing out of thin air. I have felt the brunt of them in a relatively serene environment when suddenly Lisa remembers something that I did wrong. Her irritation is usually justified, but we have both begun to realize in our hearts what we have heard so frequently from trusted mentors. To quote from the book, choosing happiness is not about living in denial. It's about living in and loving the present moment, regardless of what that moment looks like. That's emotional freedom. And like most families, we struggle with how to accomplish what we know we want to do in life. How do you distinguish between what you truly desire on a soul level and what your ego is craving at any given moment? 
Lisa frames the conflict by arguing that what my true self wants is clear and specific, generally unwavering and long-term. When my ego-driven false self starts to whine, it's usually for something that just showed up. In fact, all the reasons we resist change condense into two motivations, seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. Lisa argues that the key to real, lasting change lies somewhere between what you know and what you do. It's what you think. To shift your behavior, you need to start by transforming your thoughts. We all act the way we do because of certain core beliefs and the thinking patterns they generate. We do what we do because it allows us to live consistently with those beliefs, at least in our own minds. As long as those thoughts stay the same, our behavior isn't going anywhere, no matter how hard we struggle to change. This topic is on my mind a lot these days. The more I offer advice to patients or audiences, the more I realize that the most profound and influential information is delivered in the ways described by...